0: Welcome to uh, another episode of Sonic Talk. I was just looking for my notes, but I haven't actually got any. It's, uh, I think, it's five six six. The reason I haven't got any because we've just got back from Nam, and it's just a full sort of list of all the stuff that happened. I think what will probably be going on here is our panellists will be telling us about what they thought about it and various other comments, and I'll probably just give a sort of brain dump of anything I can remember. I mean, one thing to remember is, uh, obviously, it wasn't me that filmed all of the stuff. We had a really good team there this year. I probably shot about 30 videos and edited about 10. So there's another, like, 100 uh, that, that haven't been that haven't been uh, uh, had anything to do with me. But anyway, this is Sonic Talk. It's a podcast to do with uh, music technology. And as we know, last year, uh, last week or the week before, uh, was the biggest music technology show in uh, the world, which is uh, NAMM, Anaheim, California. And we're back from there. Got back last week. Uh, what day is it today? Monday. Yeah, last week about Wednesday. Uh, still having a bit of jet lag issues, but uh, I've, I'm feeling feeling fine. Recovered quickly. The team were great. That's Andy, Rob. Ed, of course, Mira, and uh, Jim from Synth Memes. Big thanks to them. They were very, very cool. Uh, And also I want to say thank you to all our sponsors from the show, really, you know, because it makes it possible because it's a very expensive and kind of involved uh, the whole thing. You will probably have noticed a couple of them, Loopmasters, uh, Plugin Boutique, and Universal Audio on the video stuff, and uh, lots of other people besides. So thanks to them. So uh, we'll introduce our guests because uh, we've, uh, we've got a few. We'll start with uh, Mr. Robbie Bronneman, who's there in Bristol. Robbie, of course, uh, music producer, composer. I don't know. What else are you doing at the moment, Robbie?
1: Um, well, just actually, like two months of intensive getting ready for a touring with Howard.
0: Oh, of course. We've
1: new show and we got like, oh, we're going to be rehearsing up at Real World and yeah, we yeah, just new rigs, new synth rigs, everything. We're going to town, new stage setup, video, everything. So yeah, so it's kind of like the album got finished last week, and we got the vinyl done last week. So it's all just gearing up for that because we've got like a UK and European tour in May, and then two two months pretty much in the US, June, July, with um, yeah, uh, yeah, with another couple of bands.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. I mean, we we'll have to come over if if there's a a moment we could come and do a rig rundown at Real World because we're just down the road. Let us know, and that that might be Uh, fun.
1: Totally, yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have lots of synths. With Howard and I are gonna be doing some live synth jams in between tracks. Uh oh, we're gonna (laughs) going for a bit a bit bit of fun, yeah.
0: That sounds like great yeah. fun. Well, thanks for joining us, yeah. Robbie. Um, um, yeah. um, and we'll we'll uh, know that here from you in a sec. I'm going to say hello also to, uh, we have a new, well, actually, Houston, you've been on the show once before, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Or, yeah, this Houston Singletary bumped into Nam and said, hey, you know what? I'd love to come on the show. And I thought, I'm going to, me- I'm going gonna- to, I had my bullet points when I got back from Nam, and I've gone through the whole thing and you were one of my first points of action. So Houston, welcome. Houston, uh, what is your official role? You work for Ableton, right?
2: I work for Ableton. I work with the sound team. So I manage our presets and all our content. Ah, right. A a group of folks there. And uh, I work for the Berlin team, but I'm actually based in the United States. So, um, yeah, I work with the sound team. So all the presets and live 10 um, and all the content, I'm involved with that. So.
0: Excellent. And exciting sure news today. We were works. talking before the show came because uh, I, m- I met with Ableton uh, at Nam and was given a kind of pre-release briefing right. saying, yeah, it's going to be sometime in later in February. And uh, they dropped uh, the news of uh, Ableton 10.1, which has got um, which, all, yeah, new- and it's,
2: it's all new stuff. It's coincidence, I guess. But yeah, so <laughs> 10.1 was dropped today. Um, tons of new features. Pretty exciting. It's all available on the website. So if you're a current user, just grab it. you got user wavetable access now. Um, You're able to uh, import automation shapes automatically. One of the exciting features is really quick is the sidechain freeze per track. So a long time request, so a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, it was kind of interesting how that worked out today once we decided I was gonna hop on with you guys, so.
0: Yeah, well, it gets a little bit of a plug, and I'm sure we'll be covering something a little bit uh, later on that. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, excuse me if I didn't actually get the news item run today because it's sort of you told me just as I was prepping for the show. So <laughs> that's just the way it goes. <laughs> I
2: just found out too.
0: So, Houston, um, uh, what have you got there? Uh, is that a system eight? I can see to your right the green of the system S- eight.
2: Mate, that's my baby. I love this piece. Um, so I've always got it close, and then my main controller in front of me is a complete control mark 261 and then various other scents but yeah system eight i've got a juno 106 and a jx 3 p on the plug out which i love
0: so. i i think the system eight's a great instrument actually and it, it when i when i was checking the plug outs to be honest i just thought well it, it felt like it wasn't necessary because the system eight actually sounds pretty good anyway but uh, you you probably spent more time with it than i have and and uh, yeah. and, and would say contrary
2: a lot of presets yeah. um, i've had it pretty much since the beginning um, but when you stick the, the Juno 106 plug out and the JX3 plug out, it all comes together
0: nah, right, really okay.
2: quickly. Just how I mean, I've got a Juno 106 here and a 3P back on the wall back there, but um, it goes without saying, it's just it's pretty unbelievable once you sort of jump into that field of listening. It's it's kind of an experience, I'm sure some of the other guys can agree. The interesting thing with the system 8 is once you're in there and once you're working with it, like I'm sure you discover too, it just yeah, you can't really beat it. Really, it's it's an amazing piece. It blends well with so many different things.
0: Yeah, I, I must admit, I did setup, enjoy it. So. I, I yeah. know you. I know you like it, Robbie, as well, don't you? You've got it. To...
1: Well, yeah, we've, we've we, Howard and I've got them for the new live show. That's part of our new stuff.
0: I'll bet. So, okay, how hard did you try to get custom LED color on your System Eight so it wasn't green?
1: Um, I don't know. I, don't, I actually, <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I didn't actually. But oh, you, I'm you have given me that. That has that has given me some. You you, you planted the seed
0: now because you know yeah. me and all that. Well, stuff. I know, yeah. Well,
1: it's got Igor immediately.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine anybody's job having to replace all of those tiny little LEDs on surface mount technology would be one that, that they're all going to not answer your calls now. All your texts, Robbie. Anyway, we also have Mr. Gaz Williams, who's there in his studio in Bristol, bass player, uh, music technologist, and uh, hey, you were last time we spoke to you, you were getting your studio re um, rejigged how did it work out is it working oh, yeah.
3: well it, it, everything was brilliant it really really good um, and thanks big thanks to robbie here for the for the help and uh, i've inherited some of his old studio furniture which was great but everything up and running and then my bluming mac pro croaked the other day oh, just, just, what what is it what's wrong off. with it power supply i don't know I think it's power yeah we're just waiting it's in it's in the shop at the moment I'm undergoing some diagnostics but it is kind of giving me that little moment of i've had it for nearly five years so maybe it's time but robbie just mentioned actually and this is quite interesting for other people who've got the mac pro owc have got um mac pro upgrades available uh so you can upgrade if you've got a trash can mac you can take like i've got like the entry level one typically um but you can. You can boost it up to like uh, much, much faster now. For not, a, not a, not a big chunk of change, really. So that's
0: that's. You think you might but, do that?
3: Maybe depends on on the. You know, it's one of those things. When it comes back, it's like, how broken is how it? How much? <laughs> how broken is it? Because actually, I have been looking at the Mac Mini, which came out just at the end of last year, and if you look at the Geekbench scores on that, it's like the second fastest Mac you can get now, the Mac Mini, if you get the, the, the more specced-up Mac Mini, the, um, I think it's only beaten out really mostly by the, the, Mac, the iMac Pro, but it actually is faster than the fastest...
0: Faster than yours? Than your uh, broken Mac one? Mac Pro. Wow. Yeah. Well, That's interesting. Actually, when
3: I look at the spec of my one, compared to the Mac Mini now, the Mac Mini is more than twice as fast.
4: Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I'm
3: just... I've been in it, yeah. So, And it's a really lovely form factor, the new Mac, Mac Mini, because it's got four USB-C plus two USB 3 ports on there, so six ports plus HDMI and a bunch of other things. So it's... Uh, it's actually yeah we've got now like it's a really decent choice for well, audio pro if you want a core
0: tube duo we've got a pile of them here that we don't use anymore <laughs> unfortunately they won't go above 10.6 yeah. so you're kind of screwed there but yeah. that you know in case in case just in case you did anyway nam so nam 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 nam, mm. NAM. N- last week uh, we said that obviously it was nam and uh we uh, we were there for Wednesday. We did the trade show. There were some people kind of exhibiting off sites, uh, namely uh, we saw the Dreadbox Hypnosis, which I thought was lovely, and the uh, mm. the Teenage Engineering Modular. Uh, they mm. were two that I could remember. Uh, um, and the weather was nice, and it was very big. It yeah. felt rammed full. I mean, I don't know, Houston, you were there, weren't you? Because we were, beforehand, and, yeah, beforehand and, uh, you, we were looking, I don't know about you, but I was looking and thinking, "Oh, there's not actually that much synthy stuff there this year. Maybe it's going to be a bit quiet and the heart of it will have gone. But it didn't really feel like that to me. It felt, I mean, it felt more business-like, but there was so many people there. How was it for yeah, you? It,
2: <laughs> it, see, I, I'd heard that they were going to open it up a little more, like a day earlier than usual on the public access to, so I think that contributed to just kind of the, the overall feel of, of actual capacity. But interesting thing you were talking about since and just the overall vibe from the different vendors and the different people showing gear. I thought the energy was great this year actually for the first time in a couple of years of, of hitting the ground running there. That just everybody in the booth seemed positive and there was plenty of gear to show. And I think with that expansion over to the North Hall that's a really, yeah, fantastic that name for that, a
0: whole new facility ACC2 North. I mean right. honestly, yeah. come on. <laughs> in a showbiz yeah. it, town,
2: <laughs> it's so massive and and yeah. so this was the second year. So I think now that the f- last year we got that out they got that out of the way and everybody's like, "Oh wait, there's tons of folks over in the in the North Hall now out of this hall." Like, nom- you know, slate, audio and blue mics and east-west and, and all that kind of stuff. So you had kind of the best of both worlds, but I was thinking about it flying home recapping sort of my my quick two days on the ground it's i kind of enjoyed the show and i think it was mainly attributed to just the energy of the actual folks and a lot of the booths they were really seemed really happy with what they were showing from pedals to some of the new scents to you know all kinds of stuff i try to hit as much as i can outside of the meetings that i have i have a lot of sound design
0: yeah i'm sure
2: uh and partner meetings and things for ableton but then I try to take a, a half day or so and really, you know,
0: good luck in, with that doing all of that in a half day. I mean, it's insane. Isn't and it? then so I
2: see you. It's always that, it's always that quick little,
0: <laughs> Hi. little, little hug in the aisle and
2: we're out yeah. of there. So, so, um, but yeah, I felt the energy was really good. I, I have yeah. to say it was, a. I agree. I agree.
0: And what, so in terms of products, was there anything that really stood out for you? I mean, you know, obviously we all have our own levels of interest and whatnot. Was there anything that made you kind of think, Hey, this is pretty cool.
2: Um, there were two surprises, a couple of surprises. Uh Yamada, who does Wave Oh, the mock. Do you know, the software Wave It's the, yeah. the, the plugin, amazing synth. He introduced kind of quietly his modular rack piece now, his hardware for Wave Razor. It's, it's really nice. And uh, he was over there in the North Hall. So I thought that was really cool because he, that company, Wave makes really good stuff.
0: I've um, got that here. In fact, if I,
2: yeah. Sorry, uh, so he, I could he,
0: just he, show a little bit of a, Picture so they, there it is.
2: yep. So now they've got the the hardware version in Iraq for modular, um, and then a couple of aisles down, McDSP uh, was there. They've been. Part oh, of I didn't. NAMI I didn't forever. get a
0: chance to see that. They've made a hardware.
2: They processor. showed this crazy thing called the APB. It's like a. Uh, it's a sixteen-channel summing box with all these different modules, and it's it's beautiful. So they've they've come out of the the VST sort of paradigm, and laid it out, and it was great. And they also showed some other stuff that they had, too, that there's a, the 6060's been expanded. So that was really impressive. It was nice. They had some great demos there, too. So, that
0: was I awesome. did mean to go back to I, McDSP. I should point yeah, out it lo- what, it looks, what it looks like is a kind of a DSP box that you plug in via Thunderbolt, and you go, yeah, there is. But actually it's not. It's actually an analog processor that yeah. is configurable yeah. via software to be, you know, right. uh, I think EQ compression on each channel or whatever, and then summed Via, and it's it's a really bonkers it's idea. It's, it's, a, quite it's cool. pretty
2: incredible, and they had some not, they had some really some good folks there. I think Tony Maserati was there, I believe it was him. And once they sort of that explanation was made, you sort of got it. It was like, oh, this is more than just a summing box. They're actually taking all their technology and now putting it in this hardware form. So that was like, cool. between the DSP and UA, it was sort of like, I, I was good. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. those, <laughs> the, the new Apollo X was another incredible thing. So. Um, Obviously, Outside I'm a synth guy. I'm a synth guy, but it's like I, equally as important as seeing some of the new hardware. Some of these amp modeling boxes, the Synergy guys, was amazing. Um, really amazing. These multi sort of multi-core hardware amp modeling scenario that
0: you can am like, now i'm feeling out. really yeah. inadequate because i don't those are th- you the things you've mentioned yeah. are things that we didn't cover <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but typical? it all,
2: all kind of ties into our world that sense world because it's yeah yeah you know we use that kind of stuff so and there was the usual things on the omnisphere of course yeah you know we love those guys and i, I just i spent a few minutes over there with james and eric and them and got a really good on in the D50 edition to the 2.6. So that's
0: bonkers, isn't it? So basically, they, yeah. somebody, they made hardware control from us for Juno 106 with his SysX only. That it's is crazy. super niche, super niche, super
2: sexy. Yeah, you just you can actually bring the actual patch information back in and you can just patch, patch 11, patch 12. There it is. So it's great. Yeah. But the really cool thing, I think, for users out there with Omnisphere, uh, you, you obviously don't need that hardware, you get these amazing presets as well. So that's what I'm most excited about. It's still it, on the beta stage for a little bit longer, but I think I think folks are going to really... Man, it sounds
0: to, good. It always it sounds great. I mean, Gaz, because we does. did that thing, didn't we? We did the, uh, the, yeah. the... the And it was just like, God, this sounds great. I mean, and it really sounds beefy. <laughs> it sounds like you've got an extra sub in the room, don't you? It, it really does. So um, I, I'll, go, I'll go to Robbie next, actually, if that's all right, because uh, I'm sure... Uh, You're probably working. I'm sure you probably working i am sure you were not glued. I mean, 100 videos. I, I haven't counted uh, up how well, many I'm hours wrong. it is.
1: Good. Yeah.
0: What are the things that kind of floated your boat that came out either oh, now or just before?
1: Well, I well, I, I, I desperately want that dreadbox, um, the you know the effects processor which you you mentioned. Oh
0: okay. yeah, that's the hypnosis.
1: Yeah, the hypnosis. I know it was mentioned before, but I you know I saw your mm. I saw your noodlings on it at the show. Uh, that that. Was, but um, yeah no, I really really that that seems great. Also, um, the um, the new obviously the Arturia. Micro freak,
0: yeah, that looks quite good.
1: That looks. I like, I like the idea of that I, I like synths like that that kind of have an element of unpredictability about what you're going to get out of them, and they don't just follow the usual form. You know, I like the fact that, particularly that thing with the with the kind of sequencer, where you can have every note, every step doing a different wave, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that 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 kind of interests me. I mean, it's, it seems ridiculous price point as well. Two nine nine, I like think, a, isn't it? US dollars. Yeah, a lot, lot of a lot of fun and exploration for very little money. Uh, I, I was in, I was very interested by the Korg the Korg little modular, you know, the little kind of Volca one.
0: Oh yeah. Again,
1: because <clears throat> I think that's kind of a lot of lot of fun and exploration for a lot a lot of money for people who aren't really into that world. So yeah, I mean, there's there's there a few things. I was hoping there'd be some sort of really amazing sort of high end synth. As as all synth people, you know, wish for, but it didn't. Seem well, to this
0: be is, a, and to my embarrassment, there was the uh, the the black corporation. Uh, it's the uh, Exorcise, which is uh, a, a a recreation of the. Elka um, Synthex, which I bumped into BT uh, shooting another video and he was saying it sound, he's got a Synthex and has had one for it and he said it sounds absolutely amazing. But for some reason, Black Corporation, every show we go to, you go up and you kind of go, oh, let's, let's do something and they just kind of go, oh, there isn't really anybody here to demonstrate. You know, they're, they're not set up for, for kind of news at a show and it's, it's the same every time. At Superbooth, I had to kind of really cajole them into playing some stuff and he really wasn't prepared for it. So, uh, you know, we didn't get that, which is a shame.
1: It's funny enough, um, BT has just done. Uh, we've just finished Howard's album. He's produced three of the tracks, and I've done the other seven. So ah, cool. We worked closely with him on that, yeah. Yeah. He's nice. Busy. He's a busy boy.
0: He yeah. certainly is. Full of energy. Full of energy. He photobombed I mean, one of my I videos. a
1: million projects on the go. I don't know how he does it.
0: No, Will he was showing me pictures? picture. He's moved to uh, the East Coast. And he's got a ranch yeah. with, a, with a studio in it. And he just, he just uh, he's just he got like a, one of those, uh, I can't remember the, net, you know, the security cameras. And he said, when he's away from home, he has to go just, remo- just, just look back at his control room. Not because he's worried about anybody being in there. It's just because he misses it so much because it looks we, absolutely yeah. amazing. And he was showing me all these he pictures.
2: And I, he and I took a quick stroll at the show and, and caught up and he had a laundry list of things he was working on. Wow. It's crazy. He's yeah. that guy. It's amazing so it doesn't surprise me like with the Howard tracks and
1: oh, yeah, well, I think, Howard, I think,
2: maybe Howard contributed to his album too that, um,
0: collaboration or
1: something. Yeah. And
0: then they're, they're, they're going to be, his band are going to be, um, supporting us on tour. Right, 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 right. Right. Okay. So yeah, close ties. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Okay. guys, how about you? Was there sort of anything specifically that really floated your boat from the show?
3: Well, yeah, quite a lot, really. Um, <laughs> okay let's do this akai force really really cool very cool so we've been kind of waiting for everyone's been waiting for for years haven't they that you know like a some sort of ableton live session view in hardware uh like standalone Um, uh, which is yeah it did
0: uh, look very impressive i mean they won best of show very, very cool
3: yeah and and and, and well deserved uh, you know really trying to push the boat out, I think they're building on their really excellent work they've done with the MPC software so the, you know the, the the kind of OS side of things is coming on really well so it's really interesting seeing how they've now branching into this uh, we have talked about it on a in the in, in an earlier show briefly touched on to it so so that's great to see that um, let's think uh, electron model samples very interesting I think in terms of Certainly, uh, it seems to suggest that that is a new range with the model title. You know, we don't know this at all. This is just speculation, but um, model, and this is the first one, the samples. I expect other ones are going to come. But this is different for Electron because it's uh, it's less about menu diving and more about yeah. um, knob per function. Well, more or less knob per function, but there's, no, there's quite a few um, shift functions on there, but, but lots of knobs. It really looks like a Volcker sample kind of <laughs> i know what you mean yeah a bit i think it'll be brother. fun it, Same it, it, principle yeah you know no you can't sample into it you've got to bring samples in or sort of, via a computer or whatever uh velocity sensitive pads on there um which is different from a, a digi tact uh it's meant to be an entry level price it's still you know about 400 dollars, isn't it so it's not exactly cheap however it's gonna um i think it's going to maybe interest people who are into a you know to bring people into that electron thing with a slightly different approach it's
0: a gateway drug and, you know, yeah
3: mm, and i do think it's going to be a range like a volca range i'm fairly sure just because i think the name is a bit puzzling otherwise uh so that could be cool um you know who knows what's to come you know uh model fm model you know uh, so that's analog. a good point who knows, yeah. mm, who knows? um let me think what else. So the Waldorf Kyra, interesting to see that. That's uh, the, That was previously, last year, I think it was the Valkyrie, wasn't it? Uh, it's now turned into um, reality now it, uh, as a Waldorf product. Um, yeah, well, curious.
0: We- I, I tried to film something with that, but actually um, they didn't have uh, anybody. The, the guy from Waldorf wasn't allowed to demo mm-hmm. it it was supposed to be the Corg cool us but the Corg cool us guy hadn't ah. <laughs> had any time with it yet so we I, rather than film him and kind of end up in a situation where he would just be kind of you know laughed out of town or I, I sort of left it and then jim went back and did a sounds only thing which i think was on reflection was probably the better thing to do
3: um so uh yeah i mean that looks like a kind of almost for people who have been waiting for a new virus I think that might be something people may be interested in uh, because still no new virus after all these years. Um, What else? What else? Uh, Expressive E with air showing Arche, which I've got here and I've been using and has been blowing my mind. So this is uh, using a Touche controller. uh, Um, And Expressive E, yeah. Uh, yeah, expressively for doing uh, so when you get Arche it's a, a little bundle of three uh, instruments um, just a solo cello a solo viola and a solo violin but really, ah, uh, Houston's got one there um, I love what it. a terrific love it. What, Yeah, and it, so what, what's interesting with this software is it's, they're models, so there's no samples there, so they're actually very small footprint um, but because they're models, there's a real relationship between, the way that it works with the Touche, although you can use this software, you can just map the bow to a modulation wheel or, or whatever you want it to be on, on. So if you don't have a Touche, but however, with the Touche, the Touche has got this phenomenal, you know, I, I'm sure everyone's aware, that I'm a mad huge fan of it, but the, the physical action of bowing on the Touche, coupled with the the way it works with the, uh, the models there, um, are really, really interesting. Um, I, I, also, it, it's made me interested. The touche now, the the accessories are available. So when you open up a touche, and look, and have a look inside, there's a little cylinder, and that little cylinder, you can slide it out, and you can buy different cylinders now. Oh,
0: different weights.
3: And yeah, so there's like one which is this is like the middle one and then there's like one that's just softer and then there's one that's harder. Uh I mentioned that because I think I'd really like to try the the soft one with the with the bowing just so yeah. just to make that that bowing
2: ye- action a, more it's so a yellow one. Yeah. Oh, oh it's
0: Yellow. Right? It, it reminds yeah, me yeah. of the time when you used to change the uh, change the spacers in your <laughs> skate trucks and you had different colored yeah. rubbers in your skate yeah, trucks. Different, you had red yeah, ones, yeah, blue yeah, ones, yeah. yellow ones for yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: you're all right. You're you're, you're
1: your the is
3: really light compared to mine. The wood, uh-huh. the, yours, a...
1: the wood on yours.
3: Is like but they're also black. They're doing new skins as well for them, uh, and with some different woods. And I think some of the some of them might have like like this has got a little bit of oh, friction. Look, a light one, I think yeah. there's ones which have got a s- softer, smoother.
0: That uh, now that's <laughs> that, that's kind of new. That does look a little bit like a biscuit there.
3: Uh, uh. Light <laughs> black. Do you like that? Well, well. What's
0: yours,
1: Nick? You're left out
0: here. I've got one somewhere. I don't know where it is. I think it might be it might have been um, appropriated and, and taken home by someone. I, I, I don't I know where did. it is. But, uh, just so you can I
1: just finish a, um, my quick...
0: Yeah, yeah. Go, go
3: guys. Oh,
0: yeah, sure. No, no, go, Houston. Houston. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no. <laughs> go, guys. <laughs> it's the transatlantic no, delay. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, well... Berenger had a quite an interesting. I mean, they weren't at Nam, though, were they? But they were launching things at a at an event. I think at the same time as Nam in LA. Uh, NAMM in LA. Um, but they went and announced the Crave, which yeah. uh, is a very cool little box, and it's unbelievably cheap. And it, you know, it looks like something like a like a Mother Thirty Two, but it's got the thirty three forty analog. Uh, you know, oscillator in there yeah, let's and, play a and, and a, a very appealing design.
0: Yeah, there it is. I'll play a bit of that. That came out. They announced that on the Sunday, bizarrely, which was a really yeah. weird, thing. but not only that, they had their event and uh, Jim, uh, Jim Haywood, uh, the guy from synth memes, great guy uh, who very kindly went up to the Behringer and shot uh, a video with the MS 101 and the, uh, the VC 340 and the, uh, what was the other thing? I can't even bloody remember now.
3: The Volcado, the Volco,
0: the the VC 340, and the Odyssey, and they, they, and and, and, as I suspected, they turned in. They're in our top ten videos of from Nam in terms of views. But that's very interesting. I mean, again, that was a sort of the Nam that's not Nam. I mean, they kind of didn't need to. But that's one of the problems with uh, this this concept of well, you're in LA. I mean, to take a round trip to where they are would have been. Most of the day, and we just can't, you know, it's not viable for us. But fortunately, we were able to to have somebody go up there because Anaheim is a long way away from that. But that's quite interesting, they're starting to show their things now. But you're right, there, Gaz. Yeah, the Crave just sort of suddenly appeared. Nobody expected that at all, you know. (laughs) Um,
3: And also, the the, the Moog Siren or Siren, um, what's it, the analog, what's it, analog joy or whatever it says, um, which is ostensibly just a a, a slightly modified, um,
0: I've got my. Uh,
3: uh, sl- Andy brought the t-shirt,
0: uh, which is it's quite ah. dark. So sort of, it looks like a rosewood slash ebony kind of vibe to it. Mm. There we
3: go. Uh, so the, the new clan. Moog is is it's like a it's like a. Um, uh, look, okay, it's, it's, if I'd
0: like, that, can I step in here? Because Moog, this is this is yeah. bizarre. Moog were, had a synth house somewhere in LA again. You know, miles away, impossible mm-hmm. for any of us to get to. But I discovered that they were actually exhibiting or they had a room at Nam, and I wrote to them and said, "Oh, can we come and see it?" And I went, "Yeah, okay, and I couldn't make it. Ed went along, and they wouldn't let him film anything. <laughs> it's <was> just a- like <laughs> but the, the the thing is now this is this it is a minotaur, it's basically exactly the same as a minotaur with yep. a slightly extended range mm-hmm. and a change case, and i I don't know what's going on there, that seems like a very weird Move to me. It seems quite cynical. It looks like a way to basically make some money quite quickly. Yeah, you know, that's what it looks I, like. To yeah, me. but I, it was a limited that, run. Sorry, it was a limited run. No, it's good.
2: Yeah, it's a limit. There's twenty five hundred and that's it. So I yeah, think but that's that, of this, sort of all of that, all of that.
0: Yeah, a lot you know, of that stuff is limited runs, out. though, isn't it? I mean, that's the way they kind of tend to do it. But it just seems like a really weird move to me.
3: I I think though the update that came out to the Minotaur recently, you know, what was it last year? Perhaps that really, really kind of. Made enormous amount of extra functionality to it. I think it's kind of a way to mm-hmm. possibly, um, you know, exploit that a little bit just to kind of give it another lease of life. Because, you know, I mean, you have to use the the glide button doubles as a shift control. But I think virtually every single knob on there then is has a, a, a mm-hmm. second secondary function. Mm-hmm. It does seem like a slight missed opportunity with doing the new, to, with new graphics on there that they didn't actually r- put the shortcuts on the on the because you know to remember what all of those shortcuts are mm-hmm. it's going to take a bit of doing so by you know by having this refresh of it and obviously it's got the extended oscillator functionality that's the only major difference yeah just to I, seem ashamed I, I don't haven't... I, I,
0: I don't i don't get it i don't it just <laughs> see, don't, i don't get it at all it just seems like what what are they doing there? they had
2: the know? they had the Moog one there i went by I, the pop-up it Was up near Chinatown. I went by and saw Trent and the guys, and I got my first real run through of the Moog One from Trent. Okay, what just, did you think? Just, just blown away. I was blown away at just the first oscillator and the activity and the things that you can do just in that waveform,
4: right. just for the first <laughs> one.
2: And then you move into some of the other. Uh, Robbie, uh, Gaz might have more experience with the Moog One, but. I was just, it's not that I was even sold, I already was from the get-go, but it was the first time for me to actually be hands-on, and and it was just the architecture alone, and then you start realizing that it's three times four, times this, times, it's just unreal. So it was nice to have that there, and they had this enormous wall with DFAMs and Mother 32s, and they had guys like Basic and some other LA artists come by and do these performances, and it's a nice little pop-up. I didn't good. get a chance to play the siren a little bit, but they had those all set up, so I, I can't really I mean, I'm, I was involved a lot with the Minotaur and all those original presets and whatnot and the and the software uh, editor and whatnot, but I can't I, I haven't had any, any time with the, the piece Gaz was talking about yet So
0: Yeah, I don't know, I mean, I think I, I just it just it seemed a bit kind of crazy to me. I don't know, Robbie are you uh, hankering after the, uh, the Moog one? I don't think we've got any in Europe yet, have we?
1: No, I think how I'd put an order in for one. Um, uh, no, I don't know if I am to be honest with you, because you know I've got a very I've got a very bijou setup in terms of synths here. You know, I've got my modular and I've got my OB6 desktop and the GR1 granular and the OP1 and um, and then my Move uh, Voyager rack mount. You know, because it's so it's all it's all small form factor stuff just because I just don't have a lot of space. The only thing I'm hankering after, which I think I will add this year, is I do want the Waldorf Quantum. So I think I will add that.
0: Um, it does look nice. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, do, I would like that. that. That kind of floats my boat because I just like to have a few really good things as opposed to lots and lots of sort of bits and bobs. So, hmm. yeah. I'm the bits and
0: bobs man. He's the bits and bobs man. He's the bits and bobs man. Bits and, and bobs, bits of, and bobs really
1: yeah. Team. So, yeah, I'll invest my time this year, I think, into probably delving into so get that if I get it.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay, I think uh, what we'll do now is we'll just have a little uh, message from uh, Isotope, because obviously uh, we got the competition for Isotope RX-7, uh, and we did get a chance to meet up with Isotope. In fact, I've got a, uh, an interview. I did a Meet the Makers interview with Mark Ethier, uh, which was really good fun. I'm looking forward to editing that and putting that out right, sometime Mark. in
4: the near future. So... RX continues to be the industry standard and leader in audio repair for music and post-production. And with RX-7, we've introduced groundbreaking new ways to quickly and easily fix and manipulate audio. Take the game-changing Repair Assistant, an intelligent helper that can detect noise, clipping, clicks, hum, and more. Also new in RX-7 is Music Rebalance, a powerful source separation tool. Drums too loud, vocals not loud enough, let's fix that. You can also create instrumental versions of songs by removing the vocal elements. You can now alter the pitch without affecting the timing of your audio, and conversely, alter the time without affecting the pitch with the new variable time and variable pitch modules. Using the new Dialog Contour, you can improve the performance of a line or even create a new performance by altering the pitch contour of the dialogue, therefore adjusting the intonation of the speaker and introducing Dialog d a module powered by machine learning to reduce the presence of reverberations around dialogue. RX-7, a new frontier in audio repair.
0: And, of course, you can download a fully functioning copy of Isotope RX uh, if you go to isotope.com and search out. It used to be isotope.com forward slash RX7, and then it was several weeks before I realized that just through a 404. So I'm not saying that anymore because the actual URL is quite hard to read out. Uh, but we do have a winner from last week, or the last show, and that is uh, this person here. This is Adam Embrae. Uh, I'm going to throw this tweet up here. Uh, Adam Embray uh, who's actually based in Kansas in the U.S., uh they won last or he it looks like adam uh one of the uh competition from last week we picked uh, random from the number of entries so if you want to get in touch adam embray at adam embray then uh we will be able to give you your copy of rx7 courtesy of isotope and of course we have another competition for next week uh which will be will- Uh, bring the winner out next week we're looking for the hashtag unmix audio because that's one of the things in fact when i was um, interviewing mark ethia he was saying that was one of the things that he was most proud of is the new features in rx7 and i think that was one of his babies Uh, anyway so i'm looking for the hashtag unmix audio audio and the hashtag rx7 to at sonic state and at isotope inc that's the hashtag unmix audio one word and the hashtag rx7 to at sonic state and at isotope inc once again, we thank them very much for a sponsorship of the show. So, um, there's there's so many other. Th- I'm just trying to see if there was any other stuff that uh, mm. did you see. This was one thing that I thought was kind of cool. The uh, the new Artoria, uh, um interfaces. You can imagine if you worked in the audio into the audio fuse department, and uh, Micro Freak kind of stole the show. And uh, they'd obviously be working on these things. This is the new uh, uh, audio uh, interface, which have a lot of I.O. I've uh, got that guy, which is the Studio Fuse. And uh, these are USB-C interfaces. And Then also the Audio Fuse 8 Pre. That looks kind of pretty cool. Uh, just trying to think Yeah, that about...
2: thing looks really cool. It's uh, w- Real quick, Nick, that, what I liked about that is that it has light pipe. So if yeah. you've got something like an Apollo Twin or something, an interface for your DAW that's got that, Boom! You could just—it could be—it could be either, and either an plus just, twelve or something like that on each one of those inputs too. It's that caught my eye. Was that that rack pre? Yeah, Arturia rack. Mm. It.
0: That yeah, looks really kind of nice cool. What else have we got here? Have, I'm just.
3: Have going. you seen that? Go back to that rack, Nick. Go back to the rack. Have you seen the weird? It's got like a 19-inch rack ears that look like kind of clockwork. Like oh like yeah, the and then you twist clockwork. them round. Yeah, Hold on. and you can twist them round to make a little stand.
0: There it is. Yeah, right there. Yeah, watch. So they can either, yeah, it's a clever idea. I've
3: never idea. seen that before. There we go. Never seen that before. That's them right there.
0: No, that's a new thing. Uh, so, innovation in rack mounting never from Artoria. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, oh, yeah, this is the hypnosis. I just I just thought this sounded What's really cool it's got a pre delay, which we can modulate. It's got yep. a freeze function. let I can find it. I think both get one of them. Sorry, it, sounds like, like, it
1: sounds
0: like it's doing some ping-pong stuff to me. Actually, that's a... <laughs> oh. Lost sound. Lost sound. Nick, can't hear you. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Hey, hold he on there. a second. Oh, Am I oh, back? back? Here he is. Oh, I do beg Bye. your pardon. Yeah. Um, so that's probably going to... So, uh, yes, the... Uh, the hypnosis, looking mm. forward to that. Does anyone know how much that is? I've, I'm not yeah, sure if I know what it's going to be. It's gonna be like, 500. 500 euros, 500, $500. bucks.
3: Euros, yeah. And, you know, what's nice about that is, though, is, like, like uh, it, it, it's all, everything's very, very straightforward on it, isn't it? Yeah, you know, there's totally. No, but there's no menus or anything. It's just, just yeah, lovely. I yeah, Everyone I, wants one of them.
0: <laughs> I think that's going to be a big that. hit for them. they
3: behind the design, don't they?
0: Yeah, some it reminds like, me of an 80s, it's, it's an 80s shell suit, isn't it? I don't that looks a bit dark. I don't think you're going to be able to see that. Yeah, anymore. it looks like
1: a, in the eight. Do you remember? Sort of, there were some racks by people like Art. Art
0: that
1: had that yeah. sort of kind of weird look about like that, that sort of colouring, that minty green and pink and stuff on it.
0: Yes, I know mm. what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think that, 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 I like backlit it.
3: That, that backlit spring. that backlit. Springs a work
0: of art. It is beautiful. I Let's see the, what I've... Demetra... Emacs Green.
3: Brilliant and designer. It,
0: that's it. Emacs. You've got it. E-Max, there he is. Yeah. That's the... Yeah. Uh, that's the... Um, what's that one? Where you play... Uh, <laughs> that's, that game. you got it on the nose there. Yeah, and that, I think that's fun. There was an, in-sonic synth. There was an
1: yeah. insonic synth that had a funny styling a bit like that as well.
0: Yeah. Fismo. Fismo. Fismo,
2: Fismo.
1: that's true. Fismo, yeah. That's
2: right. Gaz yeah. and Houston. Unison.
0: And then of course <laughs> we've got great. the uh, all the, the this pocket operator stuff. That's I did it. Really, I, yeah. This looks really nice. I do. I don't know how good it sounds. I can't tell yet. But because uh, what they were doing in this room, there was <laughs> the owner of the company or the the CEO was sitting on the bed screwing these things together because they're actually made out of flat metal that you fold in and then you bolt it all together and you put all of your bits in with with kind of these Allen keys and whatnot. I think I've probably got and. Uh, So it was it was a very sort of limited and basic patch. So I'd really like to hear what the raw oscillators are sound like. But we did an interview. uh, I did a meet the makers with all of the people in uh, um, uh, Teenage Engineering sitting outside on the balcony, and it was literally that was quite interesting. They've just hired a guy from IKEA. They've just because they've done some collaborative stuff with IKEA, and they've actually. one of the people at IKEA, I think it might have been in marketing, has now come and joined their company. So, you know, it's, things are obviously moving for them. Uh, that looked they pretty good. They their meatballs. meatballs. Yeah, that would be a, not a bad one. They did they, they
3: <laughs> hey, of
2: Special uh, yep. sauce. Speaking of outside on the balcony, notice a couple of the cool folks that actually have new booths with that where you could go outside, like IK and Native and some of the other ones. That was a super cool vibe. And I, that's. That where you in the North Hall, so you could actually go out the back of their booth ah, and yeah. sit and have meetings and whatnot and, and out there on the fresh air and the balconies and the palm trees. It was nice. So
0: that was I, did, um, be, I yeah. didn't do that this year. I did it last year because Roland were there last year. They were now in the main hall, and I think it, it yeah. worked for them really yeah. well in the main hall. But I did, yeah. I did have Absolutely. some meetings out there last time. But, no, I didn't, I didn't go because they were two it's of the a appointments. Cool, cool
2: yeah, Roland definitely uh, made a mark back in Hall A for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, here was another one. Uh, this guy, uh, it's Blake Angelos showing the uh, the Yamaha CP. He very nearly got the uh, top presenter. This thing sounded really good, I have to say. The uh, graded hammer now. It really, they've they've done a good job there. I, him. I think it's going it. to be big for them. I think we spoke about this because they re- they announced it the week before Nam or a couple of weeks before Nam. Just seeing what other videos we got. There's got the sample, uh, the mock. Uh, I'm just trying sure to think there must be other stuff there. I mean, any other. Sonicware. Sonicware.
3: Sonic ELZ1. Oh, yeah. There, that thing—the the SonicWare elz one uh, which is like an OP1. We saw it last year, and it was a bit underwhelming. But it's come along in quite big, in quite big steps now. Um, I'm not sure if it's still available. Just, I think it's very nearly ready. Uh, clearly, an OP1. Um, yeah, there it is. Sort of Vibe. influence thing, you know, very similar without, in, without, in without, certain without areas.
0: Without the panache. Without the panache. Without the panache. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
3: I like what I think is quite funny: teenage engineering is teenage engineer in a sort of Swedish company pretending to be Japanese. Well, this is actually a Japanese, a Japanese company, company. <laughs> pretending Swedish, pretending to be Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: we had a bit of a discussion about that because I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but a couple of weeks ago, because something came up, and I mentioned it to teenage engineers, saying, you know, and I spoke to a lot, quite a lot of people about this: the concept that that Japanese culture is so aesthetic you know a lot of things are so aesthetically pleasing and so kind of carefully thought about design wise yet not their not the industrial design for their synthesizers and instruments it's very utilitarian and and yet you know so scandinavian seems to be taking over that role on Mm. you know in terms of the musical instrument side of things so yeah well
3: the the elz one does look like i mean you know you can run it on batteries it's got built in speaker there's a lot of similarities to to like an op1 in terms of you know very very portable lots of different synth engines in there too
0: um, <laughs> they've got this rather optimistic and, picture of them somebody uh, with a, on a keyboard stand jamming with a bass player and a drummer <laughs> i like that that's cool yeah
3: yeah. Yeah, that's um, very um, that. yeah i just think it's i think it's a cool format so i'd be quite interested to see this one to see you know to see how 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 good it actually sounds
0: well we'll see yeah i mean i I was a bit i I was more than a bit underwhelmed from what i saw last time um so uh, yeah but a year's a long time and maybe they've got their firmware together
3: it's got a sand flute on there
0: (laughs) that sounds painful (laughs) 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 easy tiger Yes. Um, I'm just trying to think what other. other I mean, there's so much stuff there. I mean, I think the only thing that I would say that was also an improvement is there was more musical performance uh this time and it wasn't all just the kind of big showbiz big band sort of stuff on the main stage to the side by the north acc hall there was the earth harp which uh, we saw on our walk round when we bumped into diego stocko and uh, another couple of stages where it was much more sort of small scale it's still very kind of traditional but it was nice to see a bit more musical performance just out in the open at Nam. because up to now it's been very it's been very kind of mainstream. And I think that's something that a lot of shows could really learn from. I know that uh, I met the guys from Synthplex, uh, which is at the end of March. And they were talking that they're, they're they're aiming to have a lot more of the kind of, uh, um, the the, the sort of musical performance aspect uh, uh, going on there. A bit more like Superbooth. There was was
3: 30,000 more people this
2: year.
0: Sorry, 30,000 more people. Carry on, Houston.
2: Was, what, yeah one thing i thought was really interesting and it's always good to see is actually just demographically the younger generation of like really good artists and players whether they're at the booth or they're out in the area you're talking about you see so you see these guitar players and keyboardists and multi instrumentalists and they're like 20 years old killing it foot controllers loopers pedals that kind of stuff so it's it's really cool to see that you see the season catch you know you go you go see jordan and you see all these folks doing things and and Then you stumble across this 18-year-old wonder kid playing guitar or bass or whatever uh, in diversity of female. So that's nice to see, too. So that was a a welcome.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it and I don't know about you, but it seemed like there was less of the classic L.A. rock dinosaur kind of. Hanging out there yeah, this
2: year, mullets and chains and, and yeah. All that there good was, stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's it, it, enough
0: of it to keep you happy, but not no, it wasn't overwhelmingly so.
2: I don't know. I don't know what why. I mean, again, I was only there a couple of days, Um, but it just seemed. I don't know. I, I really think that that addition to that a whole extra, and for folks that haven't been to NAM, this is an entire arena. Time yeah, two, two so floors. They up another place. Yeah. So they, I think that's really just spaced stuff out. So what you think that you used to see, as far as crowds and all the craziness, is just more spread out. Now, the noise level is still insane. Yeah. Dave Smith and I were talking about that in his cool little little yeah, area there. A yeah, the cool yeah. The noise can be so overwhelming when you go over to the pedals or guitars or wherever. It's, it, even with earplugs, it's stunning. And even more well, annoying is you see people in there with like little kids, like five-year-olds without headphones on are babies. You're just like, what is going on? But it's yeah, just, you
0: know, yeah, absolutely. That, warm, but that yeah. brings that brings me to the perfect example to plug on. Cause we got, we got a sponsorship by, uh, from audio technica this year. And, uh, we got everybody with, uh, the presenters were all getting, uh, cardioid, uh, headset mics. So the background noise just kind of basically went away, you know, it wasn't there anymore because right. previous on previous times we've had these uh, omni uh, directional radio mics and it's just the noise coming down because you've got to compress it to kind of get and it, it just it's hideous. And this year it was so different and from an operational point of view it meant that we could just use like earbuds and still hear really clearly what was being said and also what was being played. And I think that reflected the vi- the video quality in terms of, you know, sound, I I think for us was was a factor uh um, you know, increased massively, and I just want to say thanks to them for that. These, because these, it's very hard to find a cardioid uh, radio mic. They just don't make that many of them, particularly condensers. So uh, yeah, that was brilliant. Uh, very hard to carry because they're little bits of wire with things, and you keep ta- catching them on stuff. So I think I lost the uh, this thing.
4: Yeah, after option. the f-
0: yeah in- instantly <laughs> so uh, i don't know went you ping, do
4: like
0: but uh, yeah it was fine uh, robbie you used to do nam didn't you because I, I remember when i first met you you were doing tc yeah. electronic or was it novation
1: yeah i did i did i did well i did i did tc and then i did sonox once as well um yeah um yeah i, I went there last year when they were gas in fact
0: well, we didn't. I didn't stuff. get to meet you, did you? Because you came and not. Yeah, well, we just yeah. didn't. Do <laughs> we? I think we did. Didn't we bump into each other? Oh, I when, can't when Gaz That's was? The thing. Was, Who knows? Gaz was hitting
1: it off with Cuckoo. Gaz was having a little love in with Cuckoo at the time. Oh, uh, maybe. And then we were out in the foyer. I'm sure I... I did anyway. But anyway, yeah. I, I did do it in the past. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a different. It does seem like a different show. Because when I started, when I was doing it, it was kind of like the tail end of when literally every announcement for equipment was at nam or you know or frank or mess or whatever but you know and after that gradually more and more stuff was kind of people tried to steal the thunder of those shows didn't they? And get it out before or after or or at weird times to kind of not be lost in the shuffle so i i th- they are still very relevant i think like you say but it's a very different it's kind of a little bit different you know as to what than what it was but yeah I do enjoy going. I did enjoy going back last year just for a day to sort of mooch around.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, that's the thing. I mean, the, the, as what you were saying, Houston, about the, the size of it, the problem for us is now, if you imagine this is the overall site uh, and you've got the hall, uh, ACC hall is over here. The press room is over here, kind of in in the bottom corner. So every time you have a meeting over there, you got to go all the way there and back. I mean, it's it's an, it's like half a mile. It's a mile round trip each time. Whereas yeah, you, we used to have like a press center, sort of more or less in the middle. But I, I don't know where it could be now. But it would make so much difference if we could have, if it was a bit more central. Well, meetings it,
2: can get frust- Meetings can get a little frustrating too. You get that. You got your meeting with a with someone, and you're trying to find that booth, but they're a little hidden. And you're yeah. looking at those silly little four floor,
4: you know oh, numbers. Yeah. Is,
2: is yeah, that gets a little crazy. But there is that app, which is nice. You know, if you want to nerd out a little bit, but it does help. They got the little app, so you can just pop on, and it, it shows you the number, and then you're like, oh, good, I'm not going to yeah. be 15 minutes late to my meeting. I'm be five minutes late to my meeting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I didn't um, have too many diary malfunctions this year, but I mean, we we, we took it fairly easy. But I mean, overall, the the. I w like I say at the beginning at the top of the show, I was kind of wasn't sure about the buoyancy, you know how it would feel in terms of because it felt like a lot of stuff wasn't there because people just don't really go but then we also had native instruments for the first time haven't been haven't been exhibiting for ages, but they were doing a kind of appointments only type thing, so it wasn't quite on the floor and and Roland moving back into the main hall. It did feel like there was quite a lot of vibrancy, even if the synths weren't quite at the level they were um, not last year but the year before when when before superbooth kicked off and they had they had the, the superbooth booth there and this huge amount of synthesizers around it they created this kind of like synth village and well, it felt like the real heart
2: what, it's interesting what happens with com- when companies like Dave Smith sequential now and Moog and some of those others sort of depart not necessarily from the show but just into other areas or up in LA for Moog's, Part so, to be quite honest, I think the Micro Freak and then Korg's whole array of scents were just about it was kind of it as far as just a a grouping of, of major scents that and even the Micro Freak it almost is such a new form factor you sort of look at it like completely different. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the other guys feel about that, but it just seems it's just a different way of looking at a scent. The way I mean, of course, it's got the different sort of membranic keyboard, but the way it's angled up and then the knobs and you know so. But yeah, it was outside of Korg. It was you were sort of hard pressed to stumble on a synth that you wanted to. To take that back, you went over to Omnisphere, and Eric. How many synths
0: did he have over there? Yeah, I had a lot.
2: <laughs> Andromeda D fifty, Juno one hundred six OB six. There yeah. was, and then even more amazing was the fact that they had laptops on every one. Yeah, that's I a big say investment. Like Twenty two or
0: two dozen. Was that? Uh, yeah, that were. You could quite just go
2: to lot. each one and. It was really impressive. that was funny actually because yeah. uh,
0: when i went over to shoot the thing with uh, eric uh they they you know they, they said oh yeah no come over eric wants to be there he wants to do the video and so i went there and it's towards the end of the day and they closed the booth <laughs> so i'm there with my my little hat camera and my sort of you know heath robinson setup and they completely closed the booth they had someone recording a pro tool session of eric's voice i had to record the the video and, and i was just there filming it just thinking oh god please Please make. Please, I don't want any errors on this SD card. I just you know, <laughs> the, the pressure was on. It, it came out great in the end, and it was actually quite easy to sync in the end. But it was, it would. There was a lot of. Uh, a, a lot of uh pressure because they literally just closed one side of their booth and just you know it was me and eric doing the video and that was that you know and it was kind of like wow so that was very good of them and we got some good stuff um uh, but it's a smaller booth this year they didn't have performances so they were they were focusing much more on the get your hands on it and try it out and it really does make a lot of
2: sense they took that classic area that they've been in forever and and kind of stripped the walls down they moved over behind Notoria, right in front of UA. It was actually a really interesting setup, and so it was just a whole new experience for what you would be used to. But I, I, I liked it. You didn't quite get; they didn't have the performances, so I kind of missed that. Last year they had Anomaly and and uh, Rob ajura and those kind of guys, and so I kind of you know so you sort of want that when you go to spectrosonics those killer. Performances. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but um, that's very true. Yeah, it was kind of a, more of a controller keep controller board show. In comparison to Sense, which is really strange, because even Roland weren't—they were showing more of the cloud and more of their percussion and tactile stuff than Sense as well.
0: I will tell you I was what, I did. Yeah, we'd see that's
2: like right. a System 60 or saying. something. Yeah,
0: yeah. it would have been nice. Well, maybe next so, time. That I mean, they do September, don't they? So they tend to announce in September. One thing I will say, I did a, a video of the Roland Cloud, and they had behind there the the, the workstation with, I don't know, it must have been like a 65-inch 4K monitor, and. I was just, that was just amazing. And I'm really tempted to kind of go that big, apart from the fact that I need to split all the signals in this room because, so it's all 1080 because I've got a copy of that monitor over here and I'd have to have a, a much more chunky video card. I know you've got, Robbie, you've got a, ma- have you got a widescreen, um, one of those Samsung? Oh, no, I had, I, had, I had two
1: of those LG 34 inch widescreens on a like a VESA pole, you hear. but I've just literally just changed it to, um, the 43-inch LG 4K monitor.
0: Because so the full lit- 4K resolution, it's not a...
1: Yeah, it's full 4K, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's a fantastic monitor. Literally got it this week. Um, yeah, so I can scale up and down for my my tired eyes if I need to. But yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's the monitor version. It's not a TV. It's, you know, it's their dedicated monitor version of it. So it's like it was full 60 hertz straight in directly from the display port on my Mac Pro and everything. It's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does make a difference, doesn't it? It's a perfect we, time, particularly as I we find, start I, to get a bit tired.
1: <laughs> yeah, what I did find was weird because I, I, I fitted it in in my normal workspace, and I had all my um, all my like computer keyboards and all that on the desk, um, and um, I was sitting in here and ha- one day with Howard, like last week, and he's going, "Robbie, you better have a break. You're going cross-eyed because I was so close to it, and because it's so wide, the peripheral vision of like seeing it." I was like, I need to be further back, so I've had a, I've had like a sliding shelf built and put all that stuff on that, so I can sit further back. And then I've just got a, um, you know, a Control 61 Mark II, the the, the native instruments on the desk now. So it actually works out better for me as a space because I can, and if I can take the monitor in, <laughs> as it were, because it just, you need at least an arm's length and a bit more away from it, otherwise it's just. And you can stack is. things on the Control 61, which is
2: great. I love
1: that. Yeah, I mean, nice, cool. nice end bits. Yeah, yeah, that's no, good. It's all good. Very yeah, academic. I mean, that's the, actually, street.
0: that's that's one thing that I didn't. I was expecting to see a bit more of that kind of workflow enhancement stuff. I mean, that's that's the thing that you know, the, or workspace enhancement. I didn't see so much of that. I thought the Effigy uh, Labs uh, pedal control, which was oh, yeah. that funky looking foot pedal. We did. Uh, yeah, we, we yeah, gave yeah. them a best controller award because there actually, surprisingly, was very little in terms of new control. I guess native instruments introduced stuff, but it was it was just more budget yeah. of what they've already got. It wasn't particularly innovative in terms of things. It's just hitting price points well, mean, for them. Yeah. What i had
1: been hoping for was, uh, I said to Gaz, I've been holding out and holding out because I didn't want to. I couldn't think how I could rearrange this because I I desperately wanted a complete, contr- you know, a control surface in front of me because I use a massive amount of native instrument stuff and colossal amount of com- complete you know, contact libraries for my scoring. Um, I was saying they should just bring out like a box which has the screens and the controls on it and like the slider that people can just add to their existing controls, you know, their existing master keyboards. Because yeah. if you want to do that, the, the smallest thing you could get is a machine Mark III and then you've got all the pads and the physical size of it. But if they just brought something out which had the colour screens and the you know the encoder and then the That's eight an interesting knobs, idea, the one slider, everybody could just add that to what you've got.
0: Well, particularly but, if you um, made it the right depth and then put little feet on it so it could actually sit over your existing yeah, knobs man, and controllers. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know,
1: you know, not everybody wants to get rid of their controller again. So, but yeah, it didn't come. So this was like this was this was the best. This kind of pushed me into doing it the way it should be done.
0: That would be a good idea because that's the one thing about the native instruments control stuff is it doesn't have generic MIDI I/O. Which I think, if you've got a controller, you might want to use it in other ways, and you just can't—you can't really do that. And that's the thing that I think lets it down a bit. It's very—it's quite a closed system, isn't it, for that point of view?
1: A box like that might—they might sell, you know, to loads of people who don't want to buy just buying to having to buy a new controller.
0: Anyway, Mm, good point. Well, if they're watching, maybe they will.
1: that TC Electronics
0: little
2: 2290 tabletop concept. Yeah,
0: a couple of those,
2: yeah. Yeah, Uh, a couple of those. Nice things.
0: They do. What I really like the look of is the uh, the, the, the plate one with the. uh, What is that? The. The one with the... the EMT uh,
3: 250 thing.
0: EMT 250. Really, yeah. i really... I have no oh, need for man. it, but I really want one because I remember... I um, no, you
3: know what you mean.
0: I remember... What, have you Why? ever seen one of those? Have you ever seen one of those in the flesh? The, no. the digital ones. They, yeah. They're basically yeah, they? t- tall towers. They look like they're designed to sort of slide into the floor like a floor safe with this kind of stuff. Yeah. They're very deep and then on wow. the top they've got the controls. It's quite... Yeah, they're, they're interesting looking it's things. Thing. It,
3: it was a cool... I one. Oh, I was just going to
1: say... I'd... Go on oh, well, Gaz is kind of on Gaz is kind of sort of cajoling, I went and bought one of those um, Elgato Stream decks. so I've got to get that all set up.
0: Oh yeah, that looks fun. That looks kind of interesting.
3: I'm gonna
0: get one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw a few um, people I mean, with those. Go Gaz.
3: Um, I I'm a big delay pedal fan, and the Eventide Rose was a, a navigate, Ooh, Yeah, that looked that looks nice. Really, really cool. And I, I and mean, you know, and I and I was kind of thinking how this because uh, that's like a Combination of an analogue and digital delay in an interesting way. I think it's um so there's analog dry-through of, of so you signal passes through. Um and the the delay part I think is um digital. I think the is it the feedback is actually analog. So it's I'm not really, sure.
0: Yeah, it's a combination. It's, a, like that.
3: it's a combination. Mm, uh what do they call it? They call it bit BBD. B B D. Yeah, a bit B B D. Bucket Brigade. Bit,
0: bit bucket brigade, bit yeah. Bucket
3: brigade. Um but I just, I think it looks really nice as well. It's got a rose that lights up uh, on it, which is uh, which is cool. Uh, but it sounds really good. And um, I just, yeah, I, I mean, like the Arturia um, Micro Freak and like the sort of the uh, Microlog XD, this whole kind of, you know, this, mm, this analog digital the hybrid, stuff, hybrid yeah. thing, it's just seeming to be where we're heading and... Um, and of course uh, the FPGA stuff that, that obviously the um the walled off Cairo. Um so I, that's the way I think we're gonna see um more products going out. Well I certainly hope so anyway. And so so those are items I've just mentioned there certainly seem to be pointing which way uh things may indeed go so i thought that was quite an interesting thing just as a observation of 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 maybe a a trend um it does i think we've mentioned this before but it does actually feel certainly within synthesizers now uh, and i think it's it's true in in pedal world as well where um you know the analog purists are sort of stepping down off their high horse a little bit and kind of going we're actually very well catered for now so now digital the digital high hybrid era feels like it's going to be something that will be an, an interesting avenue that hopefully people you know well yeah cause like the, the arturia uh, or uh, the, the, the micro freak i think it's got 11 different oscillators uh, but i think there's more coming as well isn't there i think well it's it's, the, it's, so it's a based bit.
0: it's based on the uh the mutable instruments uh, i think it's bra- Platts, braids plats or, or braids plats yeah. yeah um so the, the the code was taken from uh emily uh, which is in public domain. I mean, I think that there was a bit of a, 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 a hoo-ha around that because Arturia mm. suggested it was a collaboration and she said, well, actually, no, it wasn't. I mean, they're perfectly happy to use it, but it's not a collaboration. They're just using the code. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any anim- animosity. They just wanted to sort of clear it up. But uh, I think that's the interesting part. And then the uh, they've got mm. a SEM style filter, which is what really brought it to life, I think. So that sounded cool. Um, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting hold of that. I think that'll be fun. And like I say, won the best mono, even though it's a four voice paraphonic. I suppose it's not quite. It, it's a sort of mono. I'm, maybe I oh, have to have. An, maybe we need to have a, mo- a monophonic, a paraphonic, and a polyphonic category next year. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Nick, we'll, there was
3: one hey. the, the MIDI 2.0. Just that. That it, um, just. I was wondering what you what you thought about that. Just because that was. Uh, uh, well, I
0: haven't really had a chance. I the only you know the only a. Uh, connection i had to it really i didn't i met a couple of people who were going to the meetings it felt like this year was the year that they were having those meetings to try and really nail it down and get the specifications sorted out i don't know if you you might know a bit more about this houston
2: they they i spoke with Ethan bilius who's um one of the founders for that committee um briefly i think they're from what i'm gathering they're going to roll out a really big museum they may be tying it in with bodiker's synthplex Ah, okay. And as well. But they're going to roll out a, a dedicated website and a portal and all the information, um, they're t- really tying stuff in. He seemed pretty excited about it. So I was like, there's something corner.
0: I wonder um, when that actually beyond gets. Beyond the
2: MPE buzz right. and all the other you know, attributes that are part of it. So he seemed... Yeah, it's, it's seemed, the... Uh, to... cu-
0: it's the uh, query level integration, isn't it? It's where which where, where you could say, What do you do? And it'll just say, This is what my knob's called, mm-hmm. this is what you know, so it'll just make things so much better. So that's gonna be a pretty big deal. But it, it was it was at the event, but it wasn't it didn't have a high profile sort of outside of those meetings, yeah, I think it, is the thing.
2: It's a couple of they just had a couple of conference breakout yeah. sessions or something to that yeah. effect. So was,
0: did yeah.
4: Did you was, hey
2: Nick, I was gonna ask for good and you guys as well, did you, um the Ginky. Wait, did you get a chance to see those guys? They're from Iceland.
0: No. What and it, it clears cool?
2: into their prototype now, and I think they're launching, I think they're getting getting all their Kickstarters handled, and they're launching in, in about a month, and it's that, there's the Nuvo Ring, of these guys have got it.
0: Ah, uh, yes. And it's,
2: and it's I, think I think we, we shot a video. Sorry,
0: too. your your uh, bandwidth has dropped. I think someone might be doing a massive drop oh. box. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, uh, so... Uh, so, but, but yeah, I didn't, I, I, think we shot a, I think we shot a video with them. Not yet, but I'll let you know when it comes in. Um, we should probably, I mean, speaking of time, we should probably think about wrapping things up now because uh, it's yeah. getting, it's getting past uh, five o'clock, which is our usual time. Uh, unless anybody's got anything they want to add. Um, I don't know, Rob.
1: I was just going to say, yeah, the only other thing I thought was cool, it's quite a practical thing. I'd seen them before. Uh, it was the uh, ultimate support sort of desktop stands for all sorts of
0: Oh yeah, know. they were good.
1: I immediately thought Gaz and his sort of, like, towering empire of bits and, bobs. bits and bobs. But it that that seems to me, as someone who's obsessed with ergonomics and all that kind of thing, like a really needed thing in this day and age.
0: I'm going to find that for you quickly because I can. These guys. And and this, yeah, the, these. And they had yeah. a really, really cool – this was what I really liked at the back. They've got this kind of geared mechanism, so you, t- you twin it. Yeah, that's right. It was like a, a Harry Potter kind of – Door. door i have to say door. that uh Eric uh, was uh, a really top presenter they're really really good right. yeah Arik is a great guy yeah he's, he's really good yeah. Very good point. Um, right, well, chaps, I thank you very much for joining us. I'm sorry if we, uh, we've we left stuff out. I mean, and again, there was no real agenda apart from just the discussion around Nam. Obviously, that's it for that year. Um, more shows coming up, though. End of the month, SynthPlex is going to be very interesting to see how that shapes up. Like I say, the team behind it seemed very good and they've got some really good stuff uh, lined up. I think that'll be good fun. And then, of course, we've got Superbooth, uh, I don't know that Music Messer is going to be on our radar this year. It feels like it would just probably be one show too much, and it feels like it's pretty much, you know, become a local show rather than an international show. So um, yeah, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us, Robbie. Thank you for joining us from uh, Bristol. Uh, yeah. I, I'm sure you've got projects that you've got to get back onto, and do get in touch. It'd be great to maybe do a rig uh, talk uh, talk. Yes, with well, you. We'll
1: we will. We will definitely okay. do that.
0: Brilliant. That sounds fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, also, Gaz, thanks for uh, hanging in there. I know you've had to do it on your uh, iPad because of the, uh, the the demise of your Mac Pro. I hope that comes back all it fit is. and sound and well and all of those things.
3: It's been it's been cooler because I'm I, um, back in the pop dungeon this week with Charlotte Church and I've been doing just copious amounts of bass playing and my i've set my pedal board up in this in a, in a new way which i'm re- i'm getting the best sounds i've ever had out of it i was thinking about it i was thinking i'm getting some amazing beautiful sounds i'm getting but i'm getting some really really nasty dirty sounds as well and i was thinking god i'm getting really good porn sounds now and i don't mean music uh, like uh, <laughs> just like really kind of sort of weird physical noise physical (laughs) I can see you looking like kind of confused by that Um, but um visceral yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) okay well so you're uh, in analog world as well that's fantastic
3: yeah yeah so uh, well actually that Using the Eventide H nine a lot more in this current rig. There's something really clever with that. Is if you're using it on a pedal board, you can you can set it up so because uh, it's like a stereo, you can use the in and if you it's like a I was going to say the in and out, but I think I shouldn't use that. Right. After. <laughs> but yeah, so you can. So I've got it at the beginning of my chain coming in left and out, and then all the way through all the effects, and then back in at the end. And then on a patch basis, you can decide if the if the effect is at the front of the chain or at the end of the chain. Ah, um, by using the you left, know, yeah. the left in and out. I got to look at it, just, it just—it's brilliant. I mean, so from a you know, because obviously I'm just using it as a mono in in my in this pedal board. Using it as a um, I, just a very quick thing about that is I just I think it was just at the tail end of last year a, a new algorithm for the H9 came out called Hot Sores, um, and it's like a it's a re- very cool synth. Um, so yeah, well well worth, uh, well worth getting that algorithm. For the Excellent. Alright, cool. Well, thank <laughs> okay, you very much, Gaz.
0: And <laughs> uh, also, Mr. Houston Singletree, who I'm sure, now that they've dropped Ableton 10.1, the day that you thought you were going to have tomorrow is probably not going to work out the way you thought it was, right? <laughs> so probably I got am a lot just stuff going to, to
2: continue... Do. I'm going to just continue working on presets and, and doing what I do, so it's lots, of, lots of that kind of work, so...
0: Excellent. So, are you? So I must ask you. You're, you're, you know, you're doing a lot of preset. How do you name stuff? Where do you come up with the inspiration for naming? Because I mean, you must have to name a lot of presets per day, right? Or per I, session. A lot of
2: that is a lot of that is stream of consciousness and just doing it for so long. But I, the funny thing, you ask that, I do have a couple of interesting books. I've got. Some books on a Latin. I've got uh, books on like biology, and I, I don't know if one it's an arm distance, but sometimes I'll flip through and look at like astronomy, and I'll have like I'll just tie in different types of words on that. So I, I am a bit of a nerd in that regard. I have a little bookshelf back here that's got books with different kinds of names and, and whatnot, and a lot of times okay. that applies to the work that I do with some of the Dave Smith keyboards or, or Moog or Roland or whoever. I'll try to. I also tend to, to theme presets uh, toward the sound that I'm working on. I did, I did that with singu- the singularities pack that I did for Abel. Yeah. So, um, so when you play it or you see it, it automatically thinks, oh, okay, H- Howard Jones or something like that or some sort of time period. So it, it's – but at the end of the day, it's kind of stream of consciousness, and it, there's so many. If you look back, 25 years of doing presets or whatever, <laughs> so, you know – Wow, um, that's
0: a lot of names. But yeah, to come out it's
2: with. there's. I find these crazy books sometimes with just like interesting, uh, you know, right types phrase, of
0: phrases and numerical
2: and, and, type. Yeah, just phrases and interesting stuff, scientific things and
0: well, interesting. You know,
2: but usually it's just you know,
0: whatever, whatever, come, whatever it throws out.
2: Silly name or whatever. So yeah, um, <laughs> it's different in Ableton because we've got categories to deal with and, and yeah, packs so. and things like that so
0: yeah well thank you very much everybody for joining us uh, that was sonic talk episode 566 so uh without further ado we'll say goodbye for now and we'll see you all next week don't forget to enter the competition uh we're looking for the hashtag uh, unmix audio and the hashtag rx7 to uh, at, at at isotope inc and at sonic state see you next time take care bye bye now bye guys